because three of the four incidents have involved Yankees pitchers, do you think people look at them and say, something's up? Um, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Do you think I mean, that comes from players or fans or both? Both, no doubt about it. I mean, you you know you know the organizations that push the limits when it comes to this stuff, and I mean, yeah. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number one hundred ninety four of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media, and today filling in for the third time on those one hundred ninety four episodes is the coffee drinking Chris Bassett of the <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, did I get it right? Is it coffee? You got it right. Oh yeah. Okay. I got so a couple a, of them here, just in case how long we go. <laughs> oh, good. God, see, I like yeah. it. You're fueling up in case we need to yeah. go like eight innings, just yeah, a six-inning start or what, yeah, whatever it is. Um, on, yeah. on a day where you don't pitch, what is your what is your morning routine on the road? Yeah, I mean, being, being a dad, I'm so used to getting up early. So, like, my, my clock gets me up like at 8.30, 9 o'clock. So, uh, um, honestly, Gosman's a little bit of a foodie. So um, he's always he's always suggesting um, places to go. So I already got a text this morning asking if I want to go get tacos from, from somewhere. So I think after this, we're going to go get some tacos from somewhere. Wait, it, tacos, is that going to be the first thing you put in your body? Yeah, I'm not. Coffee is my breakfast. I'll say that. Oh. I don't. I mean, I, I I don't really make my own food. My wife's always like, you're always like, not doing anything in the kitchen kind of thing like that when the season comes. Um, I don't know. We're just so used to like people making food for us that um, unless it's like dinner, like cooking steaks or something on the grill, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wake up and cook myself breakfast. I'll, I'll just drink coffee and wait till lunch. All right. So now that you've been to basically every stop on the 30 city MLB tour. Do you have like your favorite coffee shop in every city? You're joining us right now in Tampa, St. Pete. So is there like a place you walk down to every time you're in town? No, um, I, I would say it's more so like just uh, like kind of like like the views kind of thing. Um, like like if there's, if there's like a unique, cool spot, so like Seattle, like I like going to Seattle and like going to like the harbor and stuff like that. So um it's more so like that. It's not so much like, oh, this coffee tastes better than anything else. Um, to me, it's more so just like getting out and just kind of seeing something kind of unique. All right. So do you do you run? Do you run in the city? Do you now? I so like day, so on day ones, I'll run like twenty to thirty minutes, um, and um, I kind of have stolen the thing a little bit from Max Scherzer where he, he does not run at the stadium. He likes to run the cities. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I've kind of, kind of really enjoyed kind of picking that up a little bit in the aspect of like finding a cool park um, that not my, not many people know about or a cool like running trail and just, just go, go and do that rather than running foul pole to foul pole. Um, it makes it a lot more fun to see kind of an area that you've never really seen before. So in that case, your thir three favorite running cities in the show would be. I would say it's all like the the like the Kansas City or St. Louis or something like that. Um, and it's not so much in the cities; it's more so like outside the cities where there's like true like nature trails and stuff like that. Like it's it's hmm. true like outdoor woodsy areas. Okay, but you catch one of those cities in July, not going to be your favorite running city. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I might, I might find a treadmill um, at a local yes. YMCA or something. <laughs> there you go. That's good. Um, so it's been a, a little bit of an interesting run for you guys uh, since I booked you on the show last week. I was like, oh man, you guys are killing it. Mm -hmm. Just coming off of the sweep against the Braves, and then didn't go so great at home. And uh, you had your start on Monday, which, which was okay, um, mm -hmm. and then a crazy one last night. So we're recording this on a Wednesday after a 20 to one victory where half of the runs come against position players. When that mm -hmm. happens and you're a pitcher, do you walk up to your manager and you're like, just give me an at bat here. Just one. Yeah. I think, uh, half of our lineup was looking at the pitchers like, Hey, do y'all want to do this? And then the other half were 
saying you guys are not taking this bat out of my hand. So, um, yeah, we found out Matt Chapman's the best beer, beer league softball player we got. He might be the best in the big league. So, um, yeah. So I, I would love to have it take a hit or try to get a hit um, off of one of those guys, but actually off an actual pitcher, no thanks. Yeah, because Vladdy got his grand slam off of it. Um, yeah. As a pitcher, do those are those true hitting stats or not? Take them to ARB. Take them to free agency. Take them. Like <laughs> <laughs> we 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 as pitchers for a long long time took pitcher versus pitcher stats to to arbitration and free agency and stuff like that. So yeah, anytime you can get get your hits, get your RBIs, get your home runs, get them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's good. How are you? How were you as a hitter in high school and stuff? High school, I was good, but I, coming from Northern Ohio, I didn't see a pitch over, I'd say, 85. So once the velo crept up over that, um, I'm, my swing, my arms are too long and my swing was way too long um, to, to do anything that, that good. So, no, I was not a good hitter. So do you remember like the first time you got into a batter's box in the show? Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. But Bumgarner thrown out of like the left field foul pole. And I was like, okay, this is not normal. And then, yeah, I faced Bumgarner a lot, actually, um, somehow. Um, I faced him in uh, San Fran. He he hit a damn homer off me. Yeah, that's great. First time I ever faced a pitcher, actually. Um, Three, two count, Bumgarner. I was like, okay. I cannot walk the pitcher. Like, so I just grooved him a fastball and the ball never came back. So, um, yeah, that I always have that in my on my resume there. So, yeah, what an asshole I am for bringing that up. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I mean, if you're going to give up a home run to a pitcher, I think Bumgarner might be outside. I mean, scratch Otani. I think Bumgarner might be number one overall. So I'm not too mad about it. That, that guy could hit. Hey, more of the show is coming your way, but first I want to let you know about this. There has never been a better time for Rose Rotation listeners to fan like a champ thanks to the good folks at FOCO.com. Why? Because FOCO is officially licensed by Major League Baseball and the MLBPA. They have a wide range of products, which include, you guessed it, the big old sun hat. And can I tell you, this is my favorite thing. You go out in the summertime in Los Angeles, you keep the rays off this beautiful face, you're going to be A-OK. They also have got floral shirts. They got loungewear. They've got great player and mascot bobbleheads. Look at my boy Slider. Does that guy look ready for the pool or what? So it's never been easier to get your gear, find your fandom, and let everybody know where your allegiances lie. Foco.com has everything you need for 162 games and beyond. Whether you're taking in the action at the ballpark or just relaxing at home, on the couch, or elsewhere. So if you're ready to take your team spirit to the next level, head on over to foco.com slash johnboy. That is F-O-C-O dot com slash johnboy. Get ready to gear up. And right now, our listeners can use the code johnboy. You get 15% off your first order. That is foco.com. Find your fandom today. I'm heading outside once the show's over. I'm curious. Um... You guys haven't faced Otani yet this year, right? Yeah, we have. Oh, you, oh, you early, okay. like the second or third series of the year. Okay, so but when you're not playing against him, do you pay attention to what he does because he is such a unicorn in this sport? I would say it's more so just like, um, just just complete like an utter awe of how he's able to do it. It still doesn't make sense to me because like, I know how sore I am after a star. Um, I know how sore position players are after say playing four, four, five, six days in a row. And then this guy will throw eight innings. And then not only just that the next day he's, he's batting second or third. And it's like, how, how are you able to physically hold up? Um, but he's i think he's he's obviously mastered it in the aspect of he knows how to get his body right every day um for what he's doing and i mean it's just it, it's incredible just to watch just that aspect of it forget the forget the numbers forget how good he is as a pitcher forget how good he is as a hitter just being able to do it every day um is a thing that i think is the most incredible thing to me so 
watching his greatness um is is something i don't think i'll ever like not be in awe of yeah i think that's a great call i was just talking about that with somebody else that the just the physical rigors of what he has to go through every day yeah because yeah how do you how you're, he, you're he, he's, got, he's got to have He's got to have one hell of a massage guy. I'll say that. I don't. I don't <laughs> he he might be sleeping, and someone's giving him like a back massage or something. Because, I mean, oof, I, I don't know. Because he he. I mean, he, people like might look at him and think like, okay, he's only been in the big leagues this much uh, time, so he's he's pretty young. But like, due to like how the Japanese have to break into the MLB, like he's not young. Like he. He's he's not like 23, 24 years old. He spent a good amount of time in Japan before he came over. So um to do it, I, I'm not I'm not sure what his age is. He he might be close to 30, but to be yes. doing that, doing that close to 30 years old is just so damn impressive to me. Like, how do you feel you're two days removed from your start? Not quite 48 hours. How's your body feel? Yeah, I feel good. Um I'm one of those guys that so call like the rubber arm or whatever. Like I'm, 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 I'm like a hype. I'm a hyper mobile guy that, um, I get more fatigued than I, I do get sore. Um, so it's, it's more so like my legs are really tired. Um, I'm just like sluggish, but overall I would say, um, day one, I, I feel like I could honestly throw again. Day two is when I would say, People say, like, are you a day one soreness guy or a day two soreness guy? I'm a day two soreness guy. But then I'll go and throw a bullpen and, and just kind of, like, just grind through it a little bit. So, um, yeah, I mean, could I do what Otani does? Absolutely not. But um, I would say when it comes to, like, people and how, like, sore they get, I'm on the very low end of that. Okay. And, you know, we've talked about this before, and I always am appreciative of it, is you kind of taking us through the mindset. You have been pitching out of your ass so far this year right the first start against st louis whatever first start of the year we throw that out then you have 28 straight consecutive scoreless innings and then there was a little defensive issue and then you gave up the long ball a couple of times how long did monday start sit with you are you are you a guy that goes back to the hotel and you're replaying everything or are you able to start to wash that away yeah um so i've kind of had a funky week going into um going into the last start. So I, I would say I, I, I would balance some sickness, balance some stuff at home. So um, it, I wouldn't say I was distracted during that start by any means. I definitely wasn't, but I wasn't able to lift. I wasn't able to throw bullpen. So I just felt like I was not like as prepared as I should have been. So I, I was really, I was really off um, in Tampa. Um, so um, no excuses. Like everyone's gonna skip bullpens and workouts and stuff like that. But I feel like with a team like Tampa, um, skipping stuff, um, going into a start like a versus versus Tampa with that lineup is not a great thing. But it was just something I had to do at the time. Um, so yeah, I just I just wish I was a lot more sharp when it came to like pitches, pitch selection, stuff like that. So that that was the only thing that really like grinded my gears. So. I would say it was kind of easy for me to flush just because I'm like, I know I wasn't like as prepared as I kind of probably should have been. Um, but it's what we kind of had to do at the time. All right. I want to talk about a couple of your former teammates and somebody that's near and dear to us here at the Rose Rotation is Trevor May of the Oakland A's. Um, and I don't know how closely you've been following Trevor's story, but he would just came off the injured list because of mm -hmm. an anxiety issue. And he's been very open about it. You know, Trevor doesn't run and hide from anything. And he talked right. last night after his first appearance uh, since being reactivated about how tough it has been for him and how close he was actually walking away from the whole thing. Um, how important is that as a as a because baseball isn't the easiest clubhouse to. Say, hey, I, I need some help. I've got something going on. How much do you think that helps pro athletes be able to say, you know what? Okay, I'm not alone here. Yeah, a ton. I, I think so. I so it, it's it's unique. Um, <clears throat> I think baseball and I think sports in general have become within the last, I'd say, five or ten years, been okay with someone saying, "Hey, I'm not okay." Um, 
and I, I give a lot of credit to um, GMs and presidents, and I give a lot of credit to players for not just um, stepping up, but uh, um, also being being able to like hear that and not say like, oh, no, this guy's just soft kind of thing or something stupid where I thought in, way back in the past, it was just like, this guy just can't handle the big leagues or whatever it may be. Um, and that, and now I think it's more so like, no, like we understand like in, in, in today's world, I, I think fans especially just don't understand, um, first and foremost, how hard this sport is or in, in all sports in general, how hard it is. It's we're at the peak of, of our profession um, to bring it every single day, um, to eat right and to do all these things right. And then things still go wrong is something that just rips you apart. Um, and then you add on going to the ballpark and say fans are booing you. And then you go say, if you're active on social media or whatever it may be, and then you have people in your DMS constantly saying stuff to you. Um, and then you you go into say your kitchen and your wife's crying because someone said something to her. Um, I don't think people understand the snowball aspect of just the depression that could come around if you're not doing well um, or you're battling something while playing the sport. It's not just playing the sport and saying like, okay, I'm good at this or I'm not good at this. Um, I'm had a bad day or didn't have a bad day because now how like interconnected everyone is. Um, it seems like everyone has a voice and thinks that their voice is important. Um, so it makes it a lot tougher, um, when you're, when you're struggling. Um, and honestly, um, <clears throat> I'm not gonna, like, I, I don't want to talk, talk for him by any means, but, uh, like, like Manoa this year with, with how, like, he had a slow start. Um, I think he is, he's on a great, great path right now, but, uh, he's super active on social media and he's young. And I'm like, I know Gauze has talked to him. I know I've talked to him a little bit like, Hey, like the people on social media just tune him out. And I think he's done an unbelievable job of tuning out MLB network people and all these people trying to say like, Hey, like what's wrong with this guy or what's wrong with that guy? Like, like, the people in this room care about you. The people in, out there, they they can say they care about you, but they don't care about you. They don't even know you. So I, I just think having an inner circle, having people that you can truly trust and vent to and talk to and stuff like that um, makes, makes this game a lot easier. But um, I give credit for Trevor for going through it and being able to kind of open up about it and try to hopefully help people if they're if they're reaching out to him and yeah it's it's tough i'm happy you brought up the alec manoa situation because it's something we discussed on our other podcast baseball today during spring training i thought anthony wrecker was off base i know anthony just a little bit um but i was surprised by his comments that he made on mlb network about alec manoa about maybe mixing in a salad and being too heavy and all that sort of stuff because if there's a guy who should understand it's a guy who was a 24th 25th guy on a roster who sometimes had to bounce around like you know how fragile this existence can be no doubt. and and then Alex shot back at him on social media and I just started as an outsider I was like I actually dropped Alec a, a note and just said hey listen man just hang in there that's all yeah. because it we, we as fans forget we see you from 7 to 10 o'clock every night and we mm -hmm. forget about the other 21 hours you have to live every day as a dad as a husband, as a single, whatever. You got emotions, you have a heart. There's a lot of shit that goes on here, Chris. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I think, I think it's perfectly okay for, I don't think it's perfectly okay. I think it's okay for us as athletes. Um, I think it's fine for us if some Joe Smo on Twitter calls someone fat or whatever it may be. Um, because it's just a fake account that's talking to you. But when you have guys from like the profession of baseball, that's truly talking about our sport that, that has like the audacity to kind of like 
basically call someone fat or say like he's out of shape when you have no idea what he's even doing. Like he's Manoa's just a big dude. Like he's just he's six six and he's just big. Like Manoa eats fine. He works his ass off. And for someone to say that, that's supposed to be talking about our profession for for his profession is just complete ignorance. I, I just I just don't understand how that's even remotely okay. Um, so yeah, I, I heard it. Obviously, everyone kind of heard it, um, but it's obviously it's obviously I think been taken care of. But overall, yeah, just to talk about someone's like body when we know kind of how hard everyone works in this sport is is just crazy. It's crazy. We will get back to the Chris Rose rotation momentarily, but first I want to talk to you about one of my best friends. Sydney, my daughter. She's got four legs. She's my dog. And she is my best friend. Because you know why? She always looks at me. Unconditional love. I want to give her that back. And I want to make sure she's healthy. Because I want to spend as much time with her as possible. So the farmer's dog can help keep your pup healthy. It gives you more quality years with them. So farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It is recommended by vets out there. It is nutritionally balanced and it is made from human grade ingredients and safe, clean kitchens. So, you know, you're used to that traditional and wet dog food. Well, guess what? Those are extremely processed, much lower quality ingredients than they claim to have. They're extremely difficult to portion all that stuff. The farmer's dog, it's not just high quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog have the name on the package and everything, and it's based on their unique nutritional needs. It makes it easy to keep the dogs at their ideal weight, which is one of the biggest indicators in a full, healthy life for your pup out there. A fresh diet it has been found to have all sorts of benefits, from healthier coat to skin to better breath. That's an important thing, right? Because if you love your dog and they look in your face and they got that nasty breath going, you're like, oh, dang, get away from me. Not in this case. And it is also easy to digest and smaller better poops nobody wants to be on the walk where you're picking up like you're like did a human do this no it's your dog you're like damn no 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 let's control that stuff as well i can tell you we ordered we tried it out with for sydney for the first time she is very finicky about what she eats she loves this dog food so we are fully on board i am telling you she runs right to the fridge every time we know we're opening it for her she is ready to go so it doesn't matter if your dog is old or young. It's always the right time to begin investing in their health. So I want you to get, listen to this, 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash johnboy. That is 50% off. You will love it. More importantly, your pooch will love you more. How much fun is your team? It's awesome. Um, we've had, I would say we haven't had an awesome week, but um, overall this, this year, is it, it's, been, it's been awesome. Um, we got a lot of, a lot of good, good, good players, um, a lot of energy. Um, but it's, it's, it's really cool to see, um, I'm trying to get a book, get, get a, get a book wrote somehow with all these dads. Um, I need all the dads to come together and say, this is how you raise a big league son, because we got all these sons on our team. And I'm like, how in the world did y'all raise these, like this good of kid? And then also not just that, this good of baseball players. So to see all these kids um, do what they do is unbelievable. At the same time, and it's <clears throat> part of the reason I picked you guys preseason to make the World Series is you have such tremendous energy in a sport where really this, I think, is probably the best situation you could be, right? Right? Not too up, not too down. But you guys are seemingly all over the place. And that kind of spills out into your dugout, too. Your manager, your pitching coach chirping with the Yankees and all that stuff. And I questioned last week whether or not that was good for the team. So kind of fill me in on when we see Schneider and Walker going at the Yankees and the Yankees going back. <clears throat> is that something where you appreciate it? Or is it just like, dude, you're our leaders. What, what's going on here? How does that work out? So I think I, I think we we have a great dynamic here where it's the coaches are going to take care of the BS and we try to fly under the radar as players. Um, like the first and third base coach, obviously we're doing something with the Yankees. Um, 
And Pete Walker's like, none of y'all worry about it. I got it. Um, so we're we're playing baseball. Our our heads are down. We're trying to play baseball. Um, and then let them take care of the BS. I, I think there's a trap in the big leagues when it comes to stuff that you're either tipped off about um, from another organization or you know about. And all the players are worried about those little things. And then all of a sudden, it's the eighth inning, you're losing six nothing. It's like, I was worried about all the other crap and I wasn't worried about baseball. So I think Schneids and Schneids and Pete, yeah, people are saying like, oh, they're vocal or they're yelling at people or whatever it may be. I just think they're taking care of the BS for us and we're just worried about baseball. So um, I think the players have been super quiet about everything this this year. And I think we've been, have we've had a great job We've done a great job of just just worrying about baseball, just worrying about winning games, um, and then yeah, let 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 Pete go crazy on people, and let let Snides go crazy on people. That's 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 what we do. So when the judge stuff was going on, were you cognizant of it? Did you watch the video afterward? Um, yeah, we 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 knew it was going on. And we're not buying necessarily that he, uh, the Yankees were talking to the umpire and Aaron Judge as the captain was giving them the side eye to let me concentrate. No, but um, so I'll say this about the whole situation. Um, we were tipping. They knew we were tipping and they were they were relaying tips. Um, is that illegal? No, it's not illegal. Um is it kind of in that gray area of like, all right, if the first base and third base coach are having to relay tips, is that kind of a gray area where it's like, should that be allowed for first and third base coaches to do? I, you you can you can argue that back and forth all you want. I think from the Blue Jays side, I think we just took we need to be more accountable on our end and I tip. That's that's that was the end of the story for us. Um, judges' response to it. I have no problem with it. Was it a lie? Yeah, it was a lie. But uh, um, what, like, what do you want him to do? Come out and say, hey, all their pitchers were tipping and I'm going to tell them how they're tipping. Like, So like, if we have tips on the pitchers, we're not going to come out and say we have tips on them. So I just think he kind of made up a story just to basically kind of say, like, I'm not going to tell them they're tipping. Like, why would I say that? Um, so I have no issue at all. I have the utmost respect for judge. Um, but I think it was just, I think it was more of a bad look. Um, just because it was just funny because it was judge looking with his eyes and stuff like that. And people instantly think like, oh, he's cheating. But, um, he, he wasn't, he wasn't doing anything illegal by any means. Okay. And by the way, where do you stand just personally on the whole first and third base coach um so the thing that i i think you're kind of crossing the line is when you're really getting out of position as a third and first base coach um that's where i really think you're crossing the line i, I think i don't like the aspect of third and first base coaches just planting themselves in the third and first base coach boxes because i think the third and first base coach box boxes are too close to home plate when guys are on base um, you got Aaron Judge possibly pull siding of a, a, a fastball at 120 plus at you, and you just you got a 50 or 60 or 70 year old or whatever it may be in those boxes. Um, I don't want anyone to get hurt, so I don't mind you going way down the line. So you're like you just have way more reaction time. Um, but if you're going way, way, way down the line, and that because that's the only way you can get a better view to find someone's tip then that's when I, I think there's a serious like line that you've crossed. Um, but again, I, I think when it comes to it, you got to add a player, you got to have more accountability and you, you have to, you have to not tip. Um, it's just that simple. Okay. Fair enough. Hello, baseball fans hit it out of the park this baseball season. DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can place a $5 bet and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can take a shot at bigger payouts with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with code ROSE, and new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code ROSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responses and gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after ish- issuance. Opt-in and 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility res- wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Now back to the show. Talk about something else fun. Corn substance checks. Oh, Man, here we go. You, you had I knew this front was rows. coming. I knew yeah, this well, was coming. Yeah. Because you know why? Because you're honest. And I have several times on shows said, this is all on MLB because all they do ever is a written and uh, issue a written statement. Nobody gets in front of a camera so we can ask a follow-up question because all I have are yeah. just questions as fans. So yeah. what do they tell you? Rosin and sweat's okay. Have you ever been asked to wash your hands during a start? No. Um not not I, I I will literally never be asked to wash my hands um just because I don't really use anything like I, I, I'm very very similar in the aspect of uh and I don't mind saying his name just because I I know I I know from people he doesn't do use anything either I'm very similar like Logan Webb where we're big time sinker ball guys and sticky plus sinker ball guys don't really go well together it sticky hurts sinker ball guys so um no, I don't use anything at all. Um, so no, I'll never be checked for anything and be thrown out or be asked to wash my hands. So when guys are asked to wash their hands, and I can't remember, I've been watching this sport for five decades. I never remember an umpiring crew asking guys to wash their hands like their six-year-old who just took a piss. Yeah, I think it's happened twice now. Um, I think it was both times. I think it was Yankee pitchers, correct? I think. So, well, Herman had it had it twice, right? But I'm Scherzer saying he got had thrown, he got. But I'm saying the the wash of the hands. Well, but there was two was times to wash his hands. Okay, so yes, three times. You're right. Yes, three times. So three and players. Sh- yeah, three players Schmitt. got asked to wash their hands. Two two ejections now. What well, I don't understand why they wash ask you to wash your hands with. What are we doing? A flight check? <laughs> um, I don't have a single clue either. Um, if you have something on your hands that's illegal, you should be thrown out. Um, if you don't have anything on your hands that's not if that's not illegal, you should be going to the mound. There's no there's no like free pass to like, hey, you got caught, go wash it off. So I I don't know. I don't know. I, I just think I think this is somewhat of of a we have we have a major issue when it comes to the clarity of this because we have basically a three party system when it comes to baseball. We have we have the, obviously the players union. We have then the umpire union who who people don't re- people don't realize how strong the umpire union is. Um, when it comes to baseball, I, I, the, the, it, their their union is very very good, um, very protective of the umpires, um, and then we obviously have Mr. Manfred and the owners. So we have those three parties. So we have the owners and, and Mr. Manfred and, and all those guys making the rules. Then we have the players, and then we have the the the, the umpires. The the issue that we have here is that only one of the three parties talks to the media. So we only get the the players take of what actually happened in these situations. MLB officials never get in front of a camera and tell you what happened. Umpires, I think rightfully so, never get in front of a camera and say this is what happened and this is why it happened. Because we 
I, I don't, I don't like the idea of umpires getting in front of a camera because then it opens up. Well, you missed this strike. You missed this strike. You missed this check swing. I think we need to protect umpires. Um, so, I mean, this has been going on for a while. I, I think there, I think there needs to be a fail safe when it comes to this situation. And I think, I think the situation actually is pretty easy. I think there needs to be a single pitcher on every single team that is basically designated say, Hey, so say we're playing Tampa tonight, Tampa's pitcher goes out there. He gets, he gets caught with something on his hands and the umpires want him to wash his hands. The umpires, the umpires then, then have to call over our pitcher and say, Hey, come check his hand. Is it okay for him to wash his hand? Is it okay? Is it, is it not okay? Like, it's basically a fail safe. So like, say, uh, so say like Scherzer's about to get ejected. We call over our pitcher and you say, Hey, like we're about to throw him out. Do you agree with this? And we could say, no, we don't agree with it at all. Like, and, and that way we get clarity. Like we get clarity as players. We get clarity because we have to talk to the media. So then our player has to go in front of the cameras and talk to the media and say, listen, this this was not this was not sunscreen or rosin. This was say pine tar. But we get clarity because there's no clarity at all. Like the fact that people are washing their hands and we just don't have no understanding of it is is is, is just mind blowing to me because the person that so called got caught, he's never going to rat himself out. So if if the person getting caught is the only voice that we hear. It's worthless. It's completely worthless because you're never going to get an understanding of what happened. Okay. Who in their right mind on your pitching staff is going to go walk over when Max Scherzer's accused of something, say, walk back to your dugout and say, you know what, guys, let him stay in the game. Wouldn't you rather make sure Max Scherzer's ass is out of the game? We're going to get some middle reliever in there. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I, I totally understand your point, but I think that's when it comes to like, Listen, you have a guy like, like, like we have a player rep for our union. You have a guy that you guys, you guys entrust that you guys say, like, listen, we know you're going to do whatever is right. Like, because, because throwing a guy out and suspending him for 10 games is big. Like it it is, it's not, it's not just a slap on the wrist or it's like, it's not just a 10, like people might think like it's, oh, it's a 10 game paycheck. Like, okay, Max Scherzer can, can handle losing 10 games at pay like does it suck yeah but um he, he he's he's gonna be just fine i promise but the issue is now he's got that on his on his name a little bit now do i think it's gonna hurt him by no means no it's it's i, I don't think people judge him like that at all but i don't want that on my name if especially i'm not doing anything wrong which I, in my like, i know max i know what max does he did nothing wrong I know for a fact Max did nothing wrong. So, like, I could have Kevin Gosman go over there, say, hey, what's going on, Max? Explain to me what's going on. He explains to him what's going on, and Gos goes, all right, go wash your hand. Like, we're good. Like, I, I, and, then, and then we'll, we'll, we'll answer questions to the media and have, have clarity over it. I, I, I just don't – I just don't – I don't understand why this process – and and, I, and this might sound like extreme, but like we we we'd only had this situation then come up five times all year. Um, so I, I just think I think there has to be someone talk to the media after these things go on. There, there has to be an understanding of what is going on afterwards. So j- just for clarity's sake, um, the umpires do like the crew chief will talk to a pool reporter. So it is just a transcribed back and forth question and answer. There's no cameras. We've never seen an umpire on camera explaining this sort of situation, but we do get the full reporter back and forth, which still it, it really clarifies it's, it's, very little. Yeah, that's nothing. I'm talking. You, you got to be on camera. Like you have to be. I agree. You you have to have national national. If national reporters are there, you have to be able to 
be in front of a camera and talk to national reporters. Because three of the four incidents have involved Yankees pitchers, do you think people look at them and say, something's up? Um, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You I mean, that comes from players or fans or both? Both, no doubt about it. I mean, you you know you know the organizations that push the limits when it comes to this stuff, and I mean, yeah. So what do we do about that as a sport? I think you just stick stick on this this path of what of kind of what um, what we're doing. I think what we're doing is working. It's just. When, like I said, when the situations come up that people get caught or like, or if they get caught with, say, a washable hand, we need to understand what the heck's going on rather than just like, hey, we made him wash his hand. Like, no, 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 no. Like, that's not acceptable. Like, I'm more I'm more upset when I see a guy wash his hand than when I'm seeing a guy getting thrown out. Just because I'm like, how in the world is he washing his hand? That doesn't even make sense to me. It's, it's not, it's not like a, there's no gray area in this aspect. I just don't understand it. So if the Yankees are pushing the limits, do you feel like they're getting away with stuff? I wouldn't say that. I don't, I don't think that's fair. And I don't think it's fair to like, kind of like label players like that. But, uh, um, like it's it's always it's always coming out of it's always coming out of the dugout to go pitch that people are getting caught right now for the most part. Um, so if you're if you're like so that's 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 the, that's the thing that just, I don't understand when it comes to hey like go wash your hand like what did you just do to like leave the field. And then all of a sudden you're coming back out with something on your hand that's too sticky to be normal. And then you're asking someone to wash their hand. I just don't, that just, I know what happens. I, I, I know what happens in between innings for some pitchers. And I know some people will throw something on their hands and hopefully get away with it for an inning. Um, so to, to, to throw warnings um, is 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 something I just does it just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense. So I keep hearing that there's some sort of rosin in the dugout. Is that accurate? Yeah, I mean there's rosin there's rosin everywhere. Um, but but the thing is, like rosin itself is not sticky. So like right. people are people are adding stuff to rosin. So like. Uh, I have no, I have no issue with people using whatever you may use. Um, I, it's such a fine line for me because I'm like, I wish no one used anything because I don't use anything. I want you to use what I use, which is nothing. Um, but I know there's every pitcher is different, and I understand that some people need something. So, yeah. So like, I have no, no, I have no issue talking about Balik Max. So like Scherzer, Scherzer uses sweat and rosin he sweats like no other he goes through like four jerseys a game so i have no issue with max being just super sweaty grabbing the rosin before he goes out kind of thing and that that's what he needs because he literally sweats like his body physically sweats way more than me so he puts way more rosin on than me i have no issue with that at all but like when it comes to using pine tar coming used in firm grip or or you're you're spraying your whole entire jersey with with bullfrog uh sunscreen just to make your like any part of your jersey sticky that's when i'm like okay like i, I don't really like that but it is what it is i don't think we're going to get any clarity on this anytime in the near future no but i think so i so, but I, I think we 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 really did a good job. I, I really do. I think I, is, is it is it clean? No, it's not clean. Are people still using stuff? Yes, people are still using stuff. But 
is it way better than what it was say two or three years ago yes and it's not even close so i mean like the 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 spider tack and the craziness that that used to be in our game is it's out so i think i think we have done a really good job of cleaning that aspect up i just think when some situations come up there's needs to be better clarity I appreciate it. I know it's not your favorite topic, but it's important no, to get a guy who tells the truth. You know that. Uh, yeah. Let's hit a couple fun things. What's the coolest part about living in Toronto? Oof. Um, man. I'll say this. I, see, I grew up in northern Ohio, so like, I kind of know it, but the dang weather is so freaking perfect. Um, especially mm-hmm. right now, it's like 70, 75 degrees, 80 degrees, and just sunny. Like, so like, I very much look forward to having like the nice, like 75, 80 degree summer days and you can take the, the dog to the park and just hang out. Um, that, that, that's, that to me is, is, is the, is by far the coolest thing, but, um, I haven't done it yet. I've, I've definitely scoped areas out that I want to go. Um, I'm super excited. That's like an hour and a half, two hours North. There's a whole bunch of like crazy cool lakes. So I'm looking forward to like in a month or so um, off days and just taking like a family trip up like an hour north to like some cool lakes. All right. How's the family enjoy it up there? Good. Good. It's crazy. My my wife's due basically like any single day. So she's she's not having a oh ton my. of fun. So Yeah, she's not having she's not having a blast by any means. She's ready. She's ready to have this baby and get done with it. But uh, um, overall, it's been good. Wait a second. So this is child number two. Congratulations. What's the yeah, dude thank like you. any day? Oh yeah. Any minute. I'm on I'm on edge, no doubt. <laughs> so so do you have private jet on standby right now? No. I, thankfully number two. Um by by like number one, number one was kind of a it's kind of a messed up situation where we kind of had to like basically like speed up the whole process and Uh, it was like so-called like didn't come like say like on her time kind of thing right so she's now like listen if you don't even make it i don't even give a dang like so like i i mean we we've talked about like okay like say it's my start day and say like 11 o'clock rolls or say noon rolls around and you're having the baby like am i gonna start that day am i not gonna start that day and she's like listen if you if you don't make it for the birth, like that's fine. But like, we're not going to do how oh. we did the first one. So, um, well, I'll get there as fast as I possibly can get there, but it's not, uh, we're not too concerned about like freaking out about me being there. Okay. That's it. I'm, I'm talking to Schneider. I'm talking to the front office. I'll handle this stuff for you. Okay. I like you too much. <laughs> Let me handle that stuff. You can we're push good. back your start a day and, I want you to be there. You're having a you have a little boy? Yeah, a little boy. Okay. Well, so that's one and one then at this point, right? Yeah. You have a dog. And then I'm done. Okay. Yeah, and then I'm done. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Well, she she is the one who will determine that, just to let you know. Well, so I'm I'm like a hundred percent that's it, and she's like two thousand percent that's it. So I it, it's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Game's over. Game's yeah, over. That's it. Uh, I have been extremely impressed with your athleticism this year defensively. We saw a great play at the plate, but the one I loved was the one where there was a little bouncy ball toward the third baseline. I thought you were going to do a Jeter jump throw sort of deal. Yeah. I thought that was great. And then, you know, we we saw this play where you're, I mean, are you trying to make a play for a gold glove this year? Listen, <laughs> Every single year, I always tell people I'm going to win a gold glove. Every year. That's the one, that is literally the only, like, personal accolade I have chased for years. That's the only one. I don't even understand. I'll be honest with you. I don't even understand how a pitcher wins it. I really don't. Like, I I, I don't (laughs) even know what goes into it. Um, I don't know if it's, like, top plays or if it's feel like, like, how much ground you can cover to field your position. Um, I really don't know what goes into it. But, yes, I am always going for a gold glove, no doubt about it. 
I, I, I think I, honestly, I think the metrics hurt me in the aspect of I know I can feel my position way way higher than anybody like not anybody else. There's some stupid athletic pitchers, but I'm way above normal. But having Vladdy at first and having Olsen forever for for me at first, I think really hurts me because they make plays that other first basemen can't make mm. and say and they're like three hundred three unassisted. So I don't know. Like I, I, I just I I'm not sure how again, I'm not sure how gold glove works, but it's like if I have a bad first baseman and they're constantly flipping balls to the to a pitcher, is is that rewarding for a gold glove? I don't I don't again, I don't know what goes into it. But yeah, I'm always trying to win one. Yeah, it's one of the great mysteries of the sport. Um, let me ask you this. Do you think, having played one year in New York, that the rest of the league is enjoying that Stevie Cohen and his band of $500 million men are not doing well and that the other owners are laughing at him? Um, so we've talked about this um, as players. Um, I think uh, – I'm hoping this doesn't sound bad um, – I think baseball fans enjoy it. I think um, baseball owners enjoy it. I think um, all the people kind of enjoy the fact that you see the Mets really struggling. From the players' standpoint, we don't enjoy it. Because from a player's standpoint, we want the teams going for it to be rewarded for going for it. Mm -hmm. um, now, that doesn't mean that I'm rooting for the Mets to win the World Series. I'm not rooting for that. I'm rooting for the Toronto Blue Jays to win the World Series. But when you have teams that are not going for it, and you know they're not going for it financially, and they're winning, that really takes you off as players because it hurts players. It hurts the game. Mm -hmm. You don't want teams that have a super low payroll to have a good year because it, then it puts into the head of the owners that, Hey, we don't have to spend money. We can do this. And so, no, we, we need the Mets to be good. That's a fair statement. I've always people. Part of me never understands why fans get upset when players make money, because I always tell them, the money's going to be there. So it's either going into a billionaire's pocket who just owns the team, who you don't... I've never paid as many sporting events as I've gone to. I've never paid to watch an owner own. I've come to watch players play. I love that aspect of it. So it's either going to the players or to That's the right. owners. So you can... If you're like, ha-ha, that player didn't get their money. Well, guess who did get the money? The person sitting up in that uh, G4 yeah. just got that money. So... Think about who you're happy for for just a second here. And I agree. I like rooting for the Mets. I like rooting for the Padres. Um, I think you guys do a nice job in spending some cash and turning over mm -hmm. this roster over the last five years. And my team, Cleveland, although we've handed out a couple of nine-figure deals in the last two years, our ownership is um, has a very nice net worth and doesn't spend as much money. Yeah. Let's talk about one last thing. Oh, babe. Here we go. For, for the people that are audio up. only. Here we go. That are uh, audio only, I just switched to my Cleveland Browns app. So here we go. Oh. We're both diehards. Have you poured through the schedule? Do you feel good about it? I, I feel very good about our schedule. Very good. Very good. And I... I feel very good with Deshaun Watson. What I saw at the end of last year, mm. I think I think Watson is still Deshaun Watson. So keep Nick Chubb healthy, keep keep those guys healthy, and I think we could have a very very good year. 
Do I wish the, the, the one thing I wish I still wish the Lamar Jackson in Baltimore fiasco was still going on. I wish there was still chaos there. Um, Uh but I, I'm very, very confident. I'm, 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 I'm almost nervous how confident I am in the Browns this year. God almighty, you're the first person that's jumping out of his skin. He's so excited. Yeah. Yeah. For you, usually I'm honestly, I'm very like pessimistic when it comes to the Browns. Like, listen, I don't think they're going to be that good. I just don't. Um, this is like one of the first years in a long time where I'm like, I think the schedule is good for us. I think everything lines up. I think we're really good. I think, I think only the Cleveland Browns can mess this up. And I really hope they don't. (laughs) (laughs) um, You like us opening at home against Cincinnati or no? Yeah. We got, we got to catch Burrow early, not ready for the year. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Like it. And and if, if like, if we lose that one, is it, is it, is it okay? Yeah, that's fine. Then that's, that's all right. Like, Okay. But if we but if we win that one, look out! Like, because if we if we if we be, in my opinion, in my opinion, Joe Burrow, I think is the best player in in the NFL. Like, I know, and I I know you have Patrick Mahomes. I know you have Josh Allen. I understand that, but I don't think there's a single player in the NFL that is more po like po like like. He he his composure under extreme stress, I think, is better than anybody else's. Like he just he just goes and gets it. So um man, if we if we can beat Burrow week one, put it this way, we beat Burrow week one, I'll guarantee you we make the playoffs. I will guarantee you it. God. I, I swear to God, I, I don't think I've ever met as optimistic a Browns fan in my life as you. This is no, unreal. I, but, no, I I think this is the I, I don't I'm not, I'm not saying we're gonna win the Super Bowl, but I think this is the year where it's like, okay, like you guys really are a contender. Okay. God, I hope you're right. If we can make it through the first six weeks, it's three mm-hmm. division games, it's San Francisco and there's somebody else that's pretty solid in there, I want to say, maybe. But we can make it through the first, like, six games, even at 500. I don't feel terribly about the rest of the way. But it is all on mm-hmm. number four. It is all on number four. It's that simple, man. Yep. They've improved their defensive line. Defensive line yep. has gotten better. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Yeah. They also they also picked up a linebacker, right? Uh, no, sure I mean, it's pretty much – no, it's pretty much – so Zadarius Smith is an edge guy that they just picked. I mean, you could call okay, him a that's linebacker right. for yeah, over the years. Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. Guy. Yeah, no, that's that was right. a good one. He had he has issues in uh, Green Bay and Minnesota, but he is a productive player, and it's going. It, we finally have somebody across from Miles Garrett that will – you know, that's a double-digit yep. sack guy. So that'll be good. Yep. That'll be nice. You get to any, will you get to any games? Um. <laughs> uh. I don't know. Well, mom will let me go have with two kids. <laughs> I'll answer that for you. Enjoy the games on TV. YouTube TV. Here I come. I can't yes. wait. I'm. I, yeah, here we go. If they, hey, by the I way, that's the that's that's the scariest thing about this whole entire year for me. Is them getting is them getting the NFL YouTube TV? If they mess up my Sunday, <laughs> I am like, oh my gosh. I'm going to be so upset because it's the only way I can watch the Browns. Like I'm in North Carolina now. It's the only way I can watch the Browns is to, I don't have like local like broadcasting. So if YouTube TV, if you do not, if you, if it's not right, I don't know where your headquarters is at, but I am going to be out front. <laughs> I don't want to see an angry Chris Bassett on my lawn anytime soon. No, uh, most of all, congratulations to you and your expanding family. We'll be rooting for you. you. That's awesome. Can't wait to see a picture Thank of the you. newborn when they get out there. Uh, continued success on the mound. It's really been a great ride so far the first two months of the year. You've been doing great, making everybody proud out there. 
Um, AL you. East is always fun. It's a fun, fun division. Yeah. Oof, crazy. I know it's it's crazy. It's a beast. But uh, you guys will be there throughout the entire season. To all those good people yeah. up there in Toronto, a we say hello as well. Okay. We'll do. And I always appreciate the time and the honesty. You know that. So thank you. I appreciate you. All right. Uh, for our one-of-a-kind producer, Rob Scirocco, our summer intern, Alden Stone, and the guy who is watching YouTube TV with a very critical Aaron Judge side-eye at this point, the one and only Chris Bassett of the Toronto Blue Jays. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. <laughs>